This week we'll be talking about Kratos flexing his emotions in the review roundup for God of War Ragnarok, PSVR 2 being very expensive, Hideo Kojima's unannounced overdose game has leaked, and everyone is kind of confused. Why Final Fantasy 16 devs say no to racial diversity? Then we have first impressions for the Entropy Center. Nailed it. More on Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 multiplayer, Marvel Snap, Overwatch 2, and more on Season 6, Episode 43 of Press X to Start Podcast. What's up, everyone? I'm your host, DJ, a.k.a. Sexy Bad Choices, a.k.a. Mr. Snap Your Fingers, do your stare. You can do it all by... <laughs> all right, there you go. Who else is here? <laughs> what the fuck was that? Marvel Snap, my guy, what you mean? You see, I, you, I, you, I, you, I guess. And, and I'm black, so of course I have to do the traditional black anthem, right? That's... Is that the... Knock if you buck is the black national anthem. Anyway, get your heavyweight champ from which nigga with California, aka the janitor because be watch niggas, aka call me dingy because I got that dog in me. Marcus Ellison. Wait. I am Sean MF Ross. <laughs> what the MF stand for? I once was a young Catholic boy. Wait, what is happening? <laughs> I was talking about chainsaw man. I don't know about it. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you actually had a dog in you. I'm gonna be like, what? What's happening to you over there in, in California? <laughs> is that what they is that what they practice over there? <laughs> it's how I got all my opportunities. <laughs> Are you knotted up? Shut what the shut I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, we have a fourth. <laughs> Last up we have? He's not he's not participating in our clunar. Wait, is he frozen? No. no, I heard I saw him blink. I saw he's him blinking. Blink. He's still here. He's still here. <laughs> It's Avery, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> All right. Now you know who we are. Press Excerpt Podcast is a weekly show where we talk about the latest gaming news, review the biggest games, and give you our thoughts on the games we are playing. Our goal is to expand the video game media landscape through an underserved point of view. On YouTube, you get our gaming news breakout on Tuesdays, what we've been playing on Thursday, and the whole thing as a podcast on Fridays. So make sure you are tuned in for those things. If you're watching on YouTube, which I know you are because... You, you should be. Uh, you can support us by liking the video, subscribing to the channel, and hitting the notification bell. If you are listening, we would appreciate you leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or the podcast services you are tuned in on. And if you want to join our conversations, you can by joining the Discord at pressx2start.com. Now that we have all that out of the way, we can jump into... Oh, it still says the quick hits. I'm, I'm going to change that. It's it's we're jumping into the, the the gaming news, guys. We're jumping into the gaming news. I. Oh, we're gonna hit them quick though. It's okay. <laughs> uh, you know, we're doing that thing again where basically it's me instead of Avery for the first one. And the first thing we're talking about is the review roundup for God of War Ragnarok. This is coming from Gamespot. This is essentially just talking about all the reviews that's released for God of War Ragnarok, and it has been pretty amazing, but almost kind of. Ex- Expected in a yeah. way. Well, yeah. So right now on Metacritic and OpenCritic, it sits at a 94, where Metacritic has 124 reviews, while OpenCritic has 134 reviews. There is a lot of spoilers on the internet, so make sure you are not watching those. Uh, I've almost I almost got caught once. Almost got caught. I saw it happening and I, I pulled back. So nothing is sacred anymore. No, no. So this is this is just exciting news just to see that God of War Ragnarok is looking to be like, you know, a very, very good follow up to God of War 2018. Uh, have you guys looked at any of the reviews or anything like that? Nothing serious, just a cursory glance. OK, yeah, yeah I've mostly just looked at um, the number ratings mm-hmm. uh, and then also, you know, obviously because I had it on my uh, fantasy list, so I saw. Uh, the numbers there and I think I saw like maybe one blurb of something from IGN but that's about it I'm pretty much just trying to go into this uh, and let it be what it's going to be from my own perspective yeah I've I've been kind of going back and forth between looking and and really looking into the reviews and seeing what's up like so far all of my content that I've digested for this game 
thus far has been through podcast stuff and people talking about it, but everyone is pretty respectful of spoilers and they've done a pretty good job of like not saying anything. So this is just really exciting. Uh, by the next cast, we will all be playing it and talking about it in some form or another. Because um, everyone it, it has is... a platinum. <laughs> well, I mean, apparently it's about uh, I think like thirty-five hours. No, like twenty-something hours to complete, and then thirty-five to like do the um, side missions and stuff. Yeah, so mere mortal men. <laughs> So yeah, it's looking like it's looking like it's gonna be an interesting game, and it, it is confirmed that we are all be playing this thing, and we're going to do an official press exit review for it because we haven't done that in a long time. Did I stream the first hour again, like I do with Modern Warfare? That would be a good idea. We'll set it up. We'll, we'll set it up. Um, we'll let you guys know out there in the uh, wilds what's going to happen in terms of our streams, but it's a good it's a good idea. So we'll see. What is up? What's what's next, Avery? So this is from VGC. This is a story that's near and dear to me and have ruined my ability to digest games. So this is from Andy Robinson. Prolific game news account Nibel has quit Twitter. So if you don't know who Nibel is, he's the, well, he, they are the, one of the most prolific and most popular video game presences on the internet in terms of gaming news in that they are a person who instantly gives you concise source uh, updates on video game news. Like, if a team has a stream to announce new content for their game, literally the second the stream has gone up, Nibel has already had a breakdown of, like, okay, this is what was in the stream. Here are the most important takeaways. Mm-hmm. They were essential to me in getting abreast of gaming news without needing to, like... Uh, Dick the uh, BS. Yeah without, yeah, without having to deal with so many incredibly bad actors in regards to video game journalism. So... Nibel has left Twitter for two reasons. One, the essential job he was, has been doing is not his main job. So he was okay. always doing it as a side thing. And they've been unable to, like, make it a sustainable, like, thing to actually want to do. Like, yeah. they, set up, they set up a Patreon a while ago. And the Patreon, like, got a lot of buzz early on because of how popular Nibel was. But, like, it wasn't enough to be like, oh, this, is, this makes sense to do. Uh, then... They cited that, hey, this Elon Musk buying Twitter and probably making it much worse is a thing where I built my entire social media brand on Twitter. I don't want to exist in a world where Elon's going to ruin it. Oh, real quick. Another thing about the Patreon thing is that a bunch of people did subscribe to it. Yeah. But then he noticed like within the uh, like week or two, a lot of people just bailed out on it. So it was a weird thing of like, oh, yeah, we're going to do it. And then they, no one really felt not, not not no one, but a lot of it wasn't a lucrative business to just have news an hour earlier or yeah. quicker news. Well, people you know, people didn't minutes. people didn't value him as a person well, to be to. Yeah. Yeah. To be fair to people uh, updating it, his Patreon was essentially just like, hey, I'm doing this. And if you support me doing this, uh, tip me. Oh, it's like a donation thing. Yeah, so it wasn't like he was doing any unique or interesting content on the Patreon. It was, hey, if you support my content, here's a way to support me. Gotcha. Yeah, this this sucks to see. And like, there is, you know, some rumblings from the different podcasts I, I, I listen to where people are, you know, rethinking their, I guess, strategy for what they're going to do with Twitter now that Elon has it and him charging money for the blue check mark and all that craziness probably to come so yeah i think this isn't the last we're going to see of people doing stuff or like making their twitter private or leaving twitter altogether um yeah like i did hear that jack dorsey the person who uh was the owner of twitter who gave it to elon he's starting another platform called blue social is it yeah. no blue sky blue sky blue sky social so, uh, I mean, that might be a thing that people start to move to, but it's not even in beta yet. So it's just like a, a wish list for people to give them their email to, you know, get put in the beta. So I don't know. We'll see. Anywho. Okay. Our next story is from Ethan Gotch from Kotaku.com. PlayStation VR 2 will cost even more than a PS5. 
Okay, so Sony has revealed that we got an exact release date for the PSVR 2 and an exact uh, price for the PSVR 2. They also had a blog post that listed out a bunch of games that are going to be coming out in its release window. Uh, the console is coming out in February 2023. It's going to be priced at $550, and the following games are going to be uh, available for it at launch. Horizon VR, so Horizon Call of the Mountains is going to be available for it. It wasn't actually given a release date. It was just noted that they're releasing a Horizon VR bundle. So like, oh, so the game is assumingly coming out at the uh, release date. Uh, the Dark Pictures Switchback VR, which is developed by the uh, Supermassive Games. Crossfire Sierra Squad, developed by Smilegate. The Light Brigade, developed by Funktronic Labs. Cities VR Enhanced Edition, developed by Fast Travel Games. Cosmonious High, developed by Alchemy Labs. Alchemy Labs, wow, that was that was bad. Hello Neighbor Search and Rescue, developed by Tiny Build Games. Jurassic World Aftermath Collection, developed by CoatSync. Pistol Whip VR, developed by Cloudhead Games. Zenith The Last City, developed by Ramen VR. After the Fall, developed by Vertigo Games. And Tentacular, developed by Fire Punched Games Yuji. So, I am a big proponent of the PSVR. I own version one of the original PSVR. I bought it at launch. I was Thanks. the type of gamer who would be more than willing to buy a PSVR 2. At $550, and with this lineup, this is a non-factor for me right now. Well, as somebody pointed out. Yes, this is, in regards to inflation and in the fact that this VR console comes with controllers, it is actually on par with, with the, first the, the first one. But it's... Mm-hmm more expensive than the actual ps5 which you actually need to use this console i mean the same went for the first one i hear the first one was more expensive than the ps4 it it wasn't wasn't i mean you 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 had to buy the camera some people already had it but i mean you had to buy the camera the only thing the only thing you needed to buy with the psvr1 was the actual headset while it was dumb and, and didn't work out in the long run, it made sense that, hey, we're using the camera that was already yeah. available, and you could probably get cheap, yes, or you mm-hmm. can use the move wands that are already out there, and just people can get rid of them, and now they actually have a mechanical use, and you could probably Fucking get them cheap. Price shot like, up yeah. on those. The, yeah, they were on par in terms of, like, it, there was no sticker shock of mm-hmm. looking at this and being like, oh, it's $400. I have to get X, Y, and Z. Okay, that makes sense. Instead of um, here's five hundred fifty dollars. It costs more than the console, which is already impossible to get. Yeah, I and hear then you. even even with the price, Sean, even with the mm-hmm. price, the list of games that they showed off on PSVR two is not a fantastic and awe-inspiring. Are, list are there any killer apps for VR though, other than maybe Half Life Alex that you can name that any of you can name off the top of your head? It would be Horizon. Like that's that's the one that's positioned to be like a triple A PSVR, yeah. Colors, but yeah. like that's not even that's not coming not, out with this console. Like the point I'm trying to make is that like mm-hmm. most of these games you can get on PSVR one, yeah, or like on, Meta Quest, or you like can the get other, or cheaper on the Meta Quest. Exactly, yeah. And like this is Meta this Quest is, and raise their price as well. Well, I mean, yeah, it's true, but like this is a mess. It's in also wild of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a okay. it'll it'll be, you don't need a console for it. It'll be a better experience. <laughs> I, I agree. Somebody has pointed out basically the differences. They have the Valve Index, which is a thousand dollars. It has a higher field of vision but lower resolution display. The Quest Two has much lower field of vision, lower resolution, worse screen, but it is wireless and standalone. Mm-hmm. Four to five hundred dollars, depending on which one you choose. The Quest Pro is fifteen hundred dollars for slightly improved specs to the Quest Two with pass through. And eye tracking and face tracking, better controllers, but still worse specs than this since it's also standalone and wireless. It is expensive. VR is expensive. It's not a. Sean, I, I'm glad you're playing devil's advocate for this. Mm-hmm. But here's the general issue the PSVR 1, up mm-hmm. until the Quest was like announced, owned yeah. VR because yeah. it was the cheapest and most cost effective VR yeah. platform out there. Yeah. Now it no longer is. And while it has all these technical specs that make it on par and it's being like a good console, it doesn't yeah. even do the most useful thing that people want of VR that is being cordless. Yeah. The market has moved and like MetaQuest has really proven the value of having like a wireless oh, headset. Yeah. And a lot and of people was hoping that PSVR 2 was going to be wireless, but 
the fact that it is wired, the fact that it is that it costs more if than it was PSVR wi- if it was wireless and five hundred fifty dollars, then I would have been like, I don't think I would have had a problem with it, the, it the actual price. It can't spit out that type of data wireless from the PS5. Exactly. Right, well, yeah. yeah. So like, and then like to get to my other point about the list of games and things like that, and you were talking about how killer apps and things. One, the fact that uh, Half Life Alex is on here is like a no brainer kind of a thing. Is it kind of insane? I kind of really want to know what's going on with like the rights and things of that game. I mean, is Valve it on MetaQuest? I, I think it's on other platforms. I believe I'm not yeah, exactly. No. It, I, so like, I really want to know. And then two, VR never popped off. It was never a thing where we got 100 percent like uh, attach rate to it. Like we're like. We were getting amazing AAA, like 10 out of 10 experiences on, on a regular yeah. basis. We were never doing that. So the only way that it's going to really succeed is if it has a constant influx of games that keep people excited. And like as someone who owns a VR1 and at a certain point got to the point where like, I'm not really interested in playing this anymore because I'm not finding really fun experiences for it. Like yeah. this list of games doesn't engender me to be like, oh, it's going to have VR2 is going to have a long lifespan and yeah. it's going to be constantly supported. This looks like the last time we'll see a PlayStation VR. Like these games don't. I mean, there, there's, there is a possibility that this isn't the full lineup. This is just what PlayStation is showing first, and that a lot of they stuff could was have. Canceled. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they, there's a possibility that they can have a showcase at the start of the year to kind of like show, hey, look, this is all the stuff that we're actually going to have on top of those games that we showed last year. And check out Horizon. It looks amazing. Like that is literally the best case scenario for this. But realistically speaking, like this is probably what we're going to get as the first wave of PSVR two games. And it is very disappointing. And I don't. And again, last week we were talking about how Sony's London studio, which was their premier VR studio, doing a fantasy uh, co-op game instead of a VR game. And it's just like, well, if they're moving off of VR, obviously something is wrong in the waters. And this this shows what was happening like no one wants to support vr because there's no money in it so uh, yeah like it's a mess it's just a mess so marcus you getting psvr2 or what next question (laughs) (laughs) i i I fund i was just listening to y'all talk about it i have literally nothing to add (laughs) This isn't even in my like radar. Nowhere yeah. close to it. Nah, yeah, I get you. I get you. Yeah, like I, I was very up and down about VR, uh, PSVR two. Like I have PSVR. I, I really loved it from the games I, that I played. Dude, when I when PSVR came out, I was transfixed by it. Like, it, yeah, like it was it was my first taste of real VR. It was like these are really cool, amazing experiences. Really cool, and then the luster of it fell off, and the cumbersomeness of the console became an issue, and I just stopped playing it. Yeah, yeah, man. And even when I got like great experiences like Moth and Astrobot Rescue Mission, it was just one of those things like, do I really feel like trotting out this VR headset, making yeah. sure all the pass through boxes and all that bullshit is connected? Because like right. I didn't really feel like it. And then to make matters worse, that like it, when they released the PS5, it was clear that they didn't clean up any of the VR stuff with the PS5. So like you needed a dongle adapter. Yeah, adapt- yeah, like, yeah. It's just. Hey, it's just just bad all around. All right. But what's not bad is uh, it's us, guys. Hey, look, if you're listening to this and you're enjoying our conversations and having a grand old time, do us a solid and hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, and hit that notification bell because most of our listeners are not following us, and it is very, very sad to see that you guys are enjoying our content but can't even do us a favor and just hit that red subscribe button. If you are listening and you missed all this visually, Shame on you for one, but you know, if you're driving, then cool, that's okay. Uh, do us a favor and probably pull over first and then pause the podcast and leave a review. That'd be great. So, we greatly appreciate those things. And now, let us jump back into the podcast. Something I forgot to say before we moved on yeah. I am still very much interested in VR. Like, yeah, if I didn't, yeah. like, if I didn't hate Facebook with a passion, I probably would have owned a quest. And I, uh, uh, you mean, you mean, you mean Meta? No, I hate Facebook. Meta is a like, Facebook is the root of all men's issues, so I hate Facebook. Uh, I tried, Marcus. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mr. Zuckerberg. <laughs> no, Marcus was, in, Marcus was in a meta commercial. 
I have a problem with Facebook. Oh, okay. Those are two separate okay. things. Yes, Those are yes, two separate right. things. You're right. Okay, never mind. Never mind. But no, it's like I, I am interested in VR, and like, like I said, if this wasn't $550 and had that lineup, I would have definitely got it like on, on site. But now I'm very much in a, I'm going to wait and see six months from where, like at the probably the end of 2023 or like six months after it's lost to see yeah. if there is a significant lineup of really strong games, aka if Half-Life Islands comes through it, so I can finally play that game without spending a thousand dollars on HTC Vive or some bullshit like that. Yeah. Or, or like it comes down to what I think is like a reasonable price without me having to like try and get it used. Like I'm very much still bullish on VR and think like it is one of the futures of video gaming. And like mm-hmm. it's smart that Sony as an entertainment company and brand who doesn't just do video games has like taken a shot on it. I just I'm just not in the market for a five hundred and fifty dollar toaster that I may not use. Facts. Okay. Our next story is uh so this weekend or the weekend of uh uh the sixth of November was big esports weekend in which multiple esports had their grand finals, finals or finally starting up right now. Uh League of Legends had Worlds the Saturday before we recorded. The ALGS starts the Saturday that we were rec- the Sunday that we were recording, and which is Apex Legends. Uh, and then Overwatch League ended Friday night. I've been feasting on esports, but <laughs> to heighten the Overwatch League, to spice it up, they dropped a trailer for the next tank hero that was for Overwatch Two. Uh, this is a story from Michael McWhorter from Polygon. Overwatch 2 new tank hero is part robot freedom fighter, part Hulk. So does anyone remember the uh, fucking PVE mission uh, Storms Rising from yep. Overwatch 1? W- mm-hmm. Which ended with uh, like a Doomfist talking with like a random Omnic and they're like, huh, I wonder where this is going. And then we never saw anything from Overwatch 1 for like four yeah. to five years. So it's completely <laughs> Well, this is that character. The character, <laughs> character name is Ramatra. Uh, and they are a tank hero, but they're unique as a tank hero in that they have two forms. They have their sleek, sort of mage-like DPS form, and then they have their actual brawler tank style in which their body just hulks up, essentially. That's really cool. Yeah, the trailer they released pretty much shows that Ramatra is the leader of Null Sector, so the mindless group of robots that have been attacking Overwatch for a while now finally has a leader, and Talon finally gets a... a, uh... Omnic character on the team. Yeah. So Yad is going to be like, this is not, not the way, way brother. <laughs> ball in your face, ball in your face, ball in your face. <laughs> ping, 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 ping. <laughs> yeah, uh, Ramatra sounds cool. I don't play tank, so I'm never going to play this character. Uh, but he seems cool. Me and Marcus. <laughs> right. It's going to be uh, <laughs> me. <laughs> I'll give it a shot. <laughs> I can try no, it out too. You know, it's interesting because just given at least what they've uh, at least root. Not, I guess it's not rumored. They kind of did reveal the kit. Um, he kind of feels like a cross between Lucio in that he has a um, mode shifter, and mm. then. Who was the other one that I was? I just had a brain fart. Either way, like it's it is interesting to have another mood, uh, mode shift character because, yeah. as far as I know, Lucio was the only one for the longest time. Well, no, there's a difference. Lucio has two firing modes. Like a lot of characters have multiple sort of like firing modes and things like that. The thing about this character is the actual way the character plays changes between forms. Mm. Yeah, exactly. More like, but a, more, I mean, yeah, more like a diva than a Lucio. Like Lucio's gameplay pretty much stays the same regardless if you're on speed mode or heal mode. It just changes the way his his aura of effect outputs. But like, there's a difference between tank diva. I mean, like, and like diva out of mech. If that makes sense. And this is fair. more in line with that. Does he have different utility though with his modes? Because that's what I, I. If he does, that's I guess what I mean with Lucio, where like. Yeah, you relatively play the same, but your utility changes whether you're on shift or heal. Does it? Yeah, because like you use the speed to get through points or move around or like, yeah, well, you know that 
but for get me, people that sound, away from something. But for me, that sounds like the kit is the same. It's just the way you play changes. Where like a diva, like if diva's not in mech, she can't do X, Y, and Z. And she is in mech, she can do X, Y, and like. So from what I can tell, they've not released anything for this character mm. because it's this is only a teaser. The character's not coming till December. Uh, so like we have like over a month before we even see what this character's kit plays like. From Actually, what, wait, wait, they they do have a, a little snippet in the uh, Polygon article. Yeah, so I was yeah I was going to get to that. Okay. From, from, yeah, from what we can tell from like images that have leaked, there seems to be a barrier and like a fortify. And I think from the fortify seems to be in the tank form, and then the barrier seems to be in the like I'm not tanky DPS form. So there seems to be like a change of utility fundamentally. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, What's his name? Ramatra? Ramatra, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, Ramatra will offer tank players new gameplay opportunities, letting them decide between protecting their team with long-range attacks and barriers or aggressively leading the charge into the battle. His punches, while in Nemesis form, which is the name of the different form, can pierce through barriers. So that is going to essentially counter the bubble form heroes like Winston and, and Zarya, which is really really interesting because Zarya and maybe Reinhardt no no because he has a shield not a barrier yeah. right I think no they're all they're all barriers but he has oh, a, okay okay but <laughs> but there's but like, two different utilities to them I think Zarya's bubble uh especially because she has double bubble yeah uh, there will be times where yes, you know she <laughs> double bubble <laughs> where, where she she seems like impossible to put down so yeah. this uh, would definitely be a big counter for her. Which is cool. Yeah. So now my problem with this is this character is either, what, $10 if you buy the battle pass or like three weeks of playing the game constantly to complete the battle pass to get him. I haven't right? completed the battle pass. You have to get to level 55. Level 50. Well, how do you, what, what's the end the, of the, the battle pass? The, the, the end of the battle pass is 80 and that's when you get the mythic skin. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, all right. Yeah, it's it's immediately deflating. Yeah. Yeah. He looks cool. Like the the leak screenshots that we saw like looked interesting. I like the the purplish uh, you know, color on him that looks really cool, but yeah, I, don't, I mean, ten dollars or nah, I, I guess know. like I mean, ten dollars isn't that much, but it's not that much. But my my, my genuine my genuine issue is and why I hate that they tied the characters into the fucking seasonal battle passes without making the battle passes evergreen is that like cool if I don't play this game in December, when is my chance to get this character? Yeah, hell, if I start playing ba- if I start playing Overwatch in December, will I get Kiriko as well? Like, can I do I have a chance to get Kiriko? I don't think so. We just want my problem with this entire they've, strategy. They've screwed up the whole game. And my time's already like split, man. So like, ah, uh, I mean, it, it just, this is basically doing what they want you to do is consider buying the battle pass and not have to worry about spending the time. So, I mean, you know, the problem, the problem is right now they have, I don't think they'll, as frustrating as it is for like people who play it regularly, they have so many characters that I don't think they'll run into an issue of, um, I guess ruining the game fundamentally. Until you say they- that, but I just watched the Al Finals. What characters were on both rosters for uh, six seven, six maps in a row? Kiriko probably. Kiriko and Soldier. Oh, no, yeah, I, I I get that in terms of competitive. Like, if you're playing competitively and, like, the way that they've changed up the um the meta. But, like, if you're playing more casually, I think that there's still a lot of utility that you can get out of different characters because they still don't have that many new characters yet. So you, you have access to most well, of the roster right that's now. That's not true because, like, if you just play the game for the first time, if you're just joining Overwatch, you don't have access to most of the characters. Oh no, I'm saying I'm saying casual. I'm saying casual people who carried over from the. the okay, well that makes sense. Yeah. Like, my last thought about this, because I am genuinely incensed about the entire way this system works, is that like, as as someone who main support in this game, playing support is fucking awful. It is yeah. awful. Yeah. So I'm I'm always just going to spam hashtag give me more support characters going forward because 
the chances of them fixing the support problem aren't going to happen. So the only uh, the only medicine for that is busted support characters that I can get my hands on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm willing to bet that we're probably going to get tank and support heroes for maybe the foreseeable future. I don't think we're going to get another damage hero for a little while. I think I yeah, think even in the game, there's like. 15 different damage heroes and then like oh, eight supports or something like well, that to be to be fair remember there used to be offense and defense and then they got merged and then suddenly now oh. there's like 15 dps okay. and all right yeah. and if i'm going based on their schedule and their release schedule i'm betting our next one after uh ramatra is a dps mm-hmm. i can i, I don't oh, think because they have Kitako's a support so yeah, yeah. they're probably i don't think yeah line. i don't think they have any plans to uh equalize out the uh the number the number of heroes. Class. Well, that's unfortunate. Because like, it's like, if you really think about this, the support and tank issue has been the problem in the game forever. And then like before the game went quiet, we got Echo. Well, I guess it... it <laughs> you're probably right. be looking right, like but, a Marvel versus Capcom 2 roster. I was going to say, <laughs> you know, you're probably right. But I, if they're trying to offset the changes and the complaints that they have... It, it would make sense for them to equalize, but I guess, you know. Like, yeah, yeah. But, but, but those planks have been in the game since Overwatch 1, right. and then the first new hero they released was Soldier. Yeah. Who is was like, oh, yeah. here's another DPS. And then before Soldier was Echo, which was another DPS. Yikes. Yikes. All right. Our, our next story, this is from Kotaka.com. This is from Isaiah Colbert. Video game studio goes through expensive rebrand is then shut down immediately uh so when square enix sold off a bunch of its western studios to the embracer group square got the the raw end of the deal on that sale they sold it for like 300 million or something no it wasn't even 300 million it was a extremely small amount of number for yeah. three wasn't was it, it three thirty six million you go, go ahead go ahead I'll, I'll look it up yeah, yeah it was a small amount of number they bought them they bought the studios but they bought all their ip they added more to the embracer group i've been of the mindset that I'm going to wait for the other few to drop with the Embracer group before I start judging them as a conglomerate and what their like business activities are in terms of we're just buying up studios and they're releasing double A games. It was it was 300 million. Okay, what's 300 million? Okay, that makes, okay, that makes sense. That, that makes more sense. But it's still a steal for those studios, uh, especially with the level of content they can pop out. Uh, one of those studios was Square Enix Montreal. Uh, and Square Enix Montreal, about two weeks ago, rebranded themselves into a group called Anoma, and then as of this week, Anoma has been shut down. Uh, Jason Steyer has sort of like the biggest deets on it uh, in regards to like some critical information. A lot of the staff is going to be shuffled into the other uh, Square Enix studios. We also got some tidbits that the Idols Montreal was making a Stranger Things as Kids on Bike game, which that got canceled. Uh, they're working on a new rescoped IP, which definitely sounds double A. Uh, there's going to be a new DFX, and they, uh, Idos Montreal is working with Xbox on Fable. So yeah. working on it as a support studio for Microsoft, which hints to me that why did Microsoft just buy these studios out if we're just going to take the IP and then use them as support studios? Because uh, 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 the, uh, the Avengers team is working with the Perfect Dark team. What is Microsoft doing? They, oh, they can't make big purchases because they're the Activist Blizzard thing. So, real quick, I, uh, I'm on the Onoma's website, um, and the games that they were working on was a Hitman Sniper... Hitman Sniper The Shadows? I feel like there should be some kind of grammar thing there, but nope, that's the words that's right there. Uh, then they have a Space Invaders thing, they have a Tomb Raider Reloaded thing, and then they have the Avatar Generations thing, which is a strange lineup of games. But yeah, continue. They are the uh, the Go team, the team that made the like the all the Square okay. Enix mobile. So like that's what they're famous for. So they're like yeah, a good sense. studio, and then they made yeah. an incredibly popular game in that uh, Hitman Sniper game, which apparently did really well on mobile. Oh, so they're, they're like a good studio that just happens yeah. to make mobile games. But I don't I don't understand the business reason for buying them, letting them rebrand, which is going to be expensive, and then shutting them down. That's yeah. the, that's the question mark. Yeah. That's a very weird trajectory to end where we are with this studio. Like that doesn't that really doesn't make any sense. Like, like the the only thing I can think of is if the studios themselves decided that they were better off just shutting down the studio versus because like 
yeah, like rebranding a studio costs a lot of money. And it, it doesn't make any sense that Embracer would go along with this and then turn around and shut them down like so quickly without them even making a game yet. You know, you so, yeah, but I mean, that's that just doesn't that seems I mean, so that's weird. the equivalent of let people come into Friday, uh, work on, you know, Monday through Friday, knowing that you were going to fire them last week. I mean, yeah, but you don't you don't you like normally in a normal situation, that makes sense. but the fact that you take the step to rebrand the studio yeah, it's the rebranding thing like you spent like, money that takes yeah it's it's, a, it's a lot all of the company's assets yeah i don't know yeah. man we don't get paid enough to know these things all right yeah but i mean it's just i mean of course like i don't i don't know any of these people so i don't know what mm-hmm. they're actually talking or thinking of but like my thing would be like okay well they themselves probably decided it was better off just breaking up the company and having these people going to the other studios and supporting those studios versus continuing on with this company or with this dev studio. So yeah, I don't know that that makes sense to me in my head. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I, like I said, I've always held out in the opportunity that like, Hey, bracers buying devs. If those devs get the ability to make their games regardless, like I'd say good thing, but I'm going to wait for the other shoe to drop. The other shoe has dropped in regards to embracer combined with St. Row and, Generally, the rest of their output, they're no longer a studio that I'm hopeful for anything that's coming out of them now, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I totally forgot about uh, Saints Rose. Jeez. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Okay, so our next story is a sort of like a duo of Hideo Kojima stories. There's actually a lot of information that's come out from Hideo Kojima. Uh, like the fact that he's doing his podcast is making it so much easier for him to be in the news cycle in regards to things. So our, our first story is from VGC, this is from Tom Ivan. Footage of Hideo Kojima's unannounced overdose has seemingly leaked. Overdose is one of the games that was, uh, that was already sort of leaked accidentally. And now footage has revealed the Margaret Qualley uh, character model that was originally leaked ages ago. Now exploring an environment. People have pointed out that the environment is from Death Stranding from the DLC. Oh, so it's we're, it's all connected. No one is assuming that it's it, that uh, overdose is at least I'm not assuming that overdose is more death stranding. Uh, but people are just assuming that because it's not like the game is like anywhere ready to come out. Yeah. They're just they're just assuming that, OK, they're using the stuff they've built with death stranding to test how overdose is going to work. As overdose the is the uh, ground zero to uh, Metal Gear Solid 5's Phantom Pain. That, that this is what it is. <laughs> wow. Because like here's the thing, they're using Margaret Qualley as the title character. Margaret mm. Qualley is in Death Stranding as a duo of characters. So like the context of that character being in that section of Death Stranding doesn't make any sense. Oh uh, yeah, it's Kojima, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm not taking it as more Death Stranding and more like yeah. oh we're testing this game and we're just using the IP that we built Death Stranding yeah. to to do everything. Uh, has Has anyone seen the actual footage? Seen the like footage? No, no I, I, I've i only seen the leaked footage so much as I've seen screenshots of scenes of Death Stranding compared to scenes from Overdose. I'm not watching okay. any of the leaked footage. I, I saw a little bit of it, but uh, mainly in that the footage that I have seen was from a person recording it with their phone. So mm-hmm. you could see the reflection of the person and the person is like shirtless. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> sir, <laughs> you, you really messed this one up. <laughs> or did he? You really, what you doing, my boy? Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like in the footage, it's it's very, very weird, but also very Kojima in that like you see the person in it. They almost look like they're in a... um like a like a, a medical gown kind of thing and they're like running around and scared but in that same frame you can see that that footage is from another person holding like a camera or like a a, a screen mm-hmm. kind of thing and it kind of seems like the character holding the screen is giving commands to the person that is in the frame like running around and stuff so it, oh. it's it's very, very confusing, but at the same time, that is like a thing that Kojima would probably pull in, like especially if this is supposed to be like testing for something. That makes total sense. So, all in all, it's, it's just very interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, and the other bit of leaked Hideo Kojima on uh, things is that we got 
more of his unannounced game featuring L Fanning. Uh, there was a promo for a image that said, where am I? Uh, and it was revealed that the where am I is uh, Shiori Kutsuna, who people would know as Yukio from uh, Deadpool 2. Hi, Yukio. Hi, Wade. In one of the weirdest images I've seen, because she looks computer generated, <laughs> like in the yeah. image. Oh, it's just her face. It is. It is 100% her face. I think it's the lighting and yeah, like how close up of the face, yeah. it kind of just looks like a CG image. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so there is more context of what he's doing more of his uh, teasing of what, his, what this project is, whether it's connected to Overdose, whether it's connected to Death Stranding 2, whether it's a completely new IP, whether it's the Xbox project, we don't know. The uh, Shiori Kutsuna thing is sort of like, indicates to me that it's probably less Death Stranding. Because like with El Fanny, I could make the, oh, it's, it's going to be a grown-up blue. But with this, I'm like, I, I have no, there's no Death Stranding lore I can give you to give you an understanding of what this could be. Could you imagine if it was, um, what was that Met game that he did? Zone of the Enders? Zone, Zone of the Enders? Yeah. Could you imagine if it was Zone of the Enders? I couldn't because then it was him getting, having a conversation with Konami. <laughs> DJ. <laughs> It's freaking out, man. I was in my mind, I'm literally looking at the article and thinking, like, damn, this really reminds me of um the the the, the what the Kara demo when it had like a close-up of her face and then it like zoomed down. I was like, oh, I'm a robot. And I was like, oh, that kind of makes sense. And you said zone enders. My mind was like, fuck that. Zone of the end. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh man, if this if this is that, and like Kojima is just like, yeah, I'm not gonna call it Zone of the Enders, but you guys know what it is, right? Wink, wink. Oh, oh man, oh man, I, mm. oh man. I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to get your hopes up. Like, I'd go um, back and play Death Stranding. I'd actually play it. I will fight you. <laughs> I was about to hit you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to get your hopes up like uh, Square Enix did to uh, Sean. All right, now, all right, now. Oh. You, twi- you don't got to twist the knife. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Okay. That's terrible. Go ahead, Avery. Okay. Uh, yeah. And then our final story is from Kotaku.com. This is from Sissy Jane. Final Fantasy 16 dev has a terrible answer for why the game is so white. Uh, yada yada. Uh, there was a conversation to be had. Someone from IGN asked the producer Naoki Yoshida, "Hey, why are not any black people or other people of color in the game?" And he gave the standard: "Our game is based on a European fantasy setting, so that's what we focused on." Yada yada. And that's his general answer. I'm gonna let you guys go because we got to move did forward. He put, did he put on his mega hat? <laughs> he said, "Don't you know black people didn't exist back then?" Make Europe great again. Why are oh we still God. using this? argument in 2022 i mean frankly i don't give a shit give me a good playing game i don't he's trying to take back to final fantasy back to his roots i don't i don't give a shit just make what? it mechanically sound it's a japanese like a game it's what? <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> you heard me <laughs> mjga just doesn't sound good on a hat all right just <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'd much rather these games just be full of nothing but Japanese people and then just yeah. say, we're just making Japanese games, then them do this shit. Like our anime, right? <laughs> we'll still anime around the world, but it's just a bunch of all the people that look the exact same. Like, he should have okay, said, I got the whatever. perfect answer for that question. And then just <laughs> right. They reveal the villain and he's black. Oh, God. Oh, like, oh, you, right? You son of a bitch. What? You want a diversity. <laughs> He's a leading character. Oh, man. The good people are white. The black people are... Or, or the bad people are black. <laughs> Easy enough. <laughs> diversity. Just like God intended. <laughs> but yeah, like, you know, we're laughing at this because this is just ridiculous and this is a bad answer. Yeah. And, like, the article positions it as a bad answer for why the game is so white. And, you know, this is a thing that we are used to. This is nothing new in terms of how people think of, you know, that time period in Europe. Oh, there there was no black people there. And I was like, no, there, there was black people everywhere. What do you mean? Like, of course, there's black people there. It's stupid. That's so and dumb. Words, Go ahead. So, I mean, frankly, it's like, you know, obviously we're bringing up, you know, black people, but like people of color in general, like yeah. it, it's weird to not have any. 
then again, I guess yeah. we haven't seen every character in the game, but so far, during well, if they're going to say something like this, then there's probably not going to be any black people unless they like, are. What are you talking about? We got Muhammad, <laughs> right? Muhammad's a powerful black man. So, would y'all be cool if they delayed the game to add some more color into it? I mean, at that point, <laughs> like at that point, I feel like it'd be unnecessary. Just you, you just die on the hill. Yeah. Put out your game. <laughs> like, y'all ain't got Indian people, though? Like, come on, what the fuck? <laughs> like, it's like, cool, definitely... where do you get all these uh, fancy colors from? Hmm? <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, this is, this is just, again, it's a, it's a bad answer. I don't really expect much from Japanese developers in this case. The, the last thing I will say is using the, oh, we're going back to our roots. Nigga, there's a chocobo in the game. I don't want to hear it. Right. It's a fantasy game. You can put whoever you want. Exactly. I have giant crystals the size of the Eiffel Tower. You're summoning things out of the sky. Yeah, like, it's it's bullshit. It's just bullshit. It's just a bad answer. It's bullshit. Black magic was forbidden, so they didn't have any black people. (laughs) Sean, you mean African American match? <laughs> anyway, moving on, moving on, moving on, moving on. Tragic. This is terrible, but you know we're trying to make light of the situation because it's just bad. It's just bad all around. Um, all right. Uh, I think that is it for the gaming news. So, uh, before we jump into what we have been playing, we have a word from our sponsors. It's us, 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 us. Hey there. Have you been enjoying this episode? You have? Great. Well, if you're listening to the podcast, then do us a favor and leave us a review on the podcast platform you're using. If you're watching this, then like the video, subscribe to our channel, and hit the bell so you won't miss out on any of our future videos. Check out pressxnumber2start.com to find information about us, the podcast, links to all of our social media channels, and to join our Discord. Thanks so much. We appreciate your support. Now back to the podcast. And we are back. Now it is time for us to talk about the games we have been playing. Avery, what have you been playing? Oh, yes. Uh, I have been playing a couple of games. The main game I've been playing is I finally got the Platinum in Cyberpunk which ultimately requires me to beat that game in all four of its endings and just feel incredibly sad. Just incredibly sad. Is it because you have to do it over again or is it just the content? No, it's just like there's not an ending in that game where where V hits a good ending. It's just straight up. None of the endings are as sad as Edge Runners, though. Not a one of them. Yeah. Yeah, at least my ending in Cyberpunk wasn't <laughs> sad when I turned it off before actually reaching the ending. You piece of shit. <laughs> I think there is an ending on par with the sadness of Edge Runners. Oh, damn. In that, uh, spoiler, there's an ending in which you get to the end of the game and you're given the choice to just give the body to Johnny mm. and then you play that ending and it's just like, Okay, Johnny living this life without V, his best friend, uh, disappearing because everyone remembers V and is angry at Johnny Silverhand for doing this. Like, I was dating Pan Am, and she sends Johnny Silverhand, like, I am going to find you, and I'm going to pull V out of your fucking head, you fucking parasite. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) this is incredibly depressing. And if you play the game as Johnny and V as friends, it's just even more depressing because, like, A, Johnny has to play the decision of betraying V, Either V gives the decision of giving up on life or Johnny gives the decision of betraying V to take the body. And it's just super fucking depressing. Mm. Yikes. There's also a kid named Steve in there who's just like a really cool kid. And it's just like, this is even more depressing because he's like, man, Johnny is cool. Well, it sucks. <laughs> it's, it's depressing. Especially when you play it where like Rogue has died. It's like he goes to her grave. It's like, yeah, I fucked up. Yeah, oh, this is bad. Every, uh, everything I touch goes to shit. Wait, who is Rogue? I don't remember any of these people. Who are you people? Rogue is the older woman 
who owns Afterlife, who's one of Johnny's old friends. Previous partner. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I remember her face. If remember you pick her, her. Yeah, I went to the pick, movies together. Yeah. 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 Uh, if you pick her to do the final mission with, she dies fighting Adam Smasher. And it's one of those things where, like, if you stay as God, V, Adam Smasher. if you stay as V, like, he takes over her life and becomes the new kingpin of Afterlife. But if you choose Johnny, it's like, okay, V is dead. Johnny, uh, Rogue is dead. He has no one else in this world except for maybe Carrie. But, like, there's always bullshit with Carrie back in the day. So it's like, he has Dang. no one in Night City. So he just gets up and leaves. Especially with my Pan Am trying to kill him. It also really points out how bad the ending structure of Cyberpunk is. Mm. Especially the romance structure. Like, Pan Am is the game's one true love interest. She's the only character who meaningfully interacts with V in any of the narrative structure of the game. This River, Carrie, and uh, Judy. No, Judy. Oh, Judy. None of them play any role in the final mission at all. Oh, yeah. And even, yeah. Oh, yeah, even, in, right. the, even in the epilogues. So, wait, wait. The, so, the final mission, because I was a cat out, outlander. The guy, the people are Nomad? outside. Yeah. Nomad. Nomad, there you go. Yeah. So, uh, if you pick the other types of people, no, you none of that, none of that, matter. yeah, none of that matters to the final mission. Yep. Beyond flavor text, what matters Which to the final? Why? What matters to the, anyway, sorry. Yeah, yeah. What matters to the final mission is whether you complete the story arcs for Rogue, Pan Am, or have a good relationship with Johnny. If you have any of those, you'll get different epilogues and openings to the actual final mission, which will vary depending on it. Like, if you pick Pan Am, you come up under the uh, final mission area, so you skip out a lot of it. If you pick, uh, if you pick Rogue, I think it's just, like, the easiest one, because, like, uh, Alt Cunningham will just kill everyone before you run into the room, so it's, like, super short. If you pick, uh, me and Johnny doing it with no help, it is the hardest version of the mission, where you have to fight everyone and you have like a weird matrix uh beginning of the ending of the matrix one where it's like you in front of an elevator and like 500 dudes coming at you i think that's the one i did and and there's no help for adam smasher and he's actually kind of a giant bullet sponge you deal a tremendous amount of damage Yikes. and then there is the there's one more there's judy there's oh then there's the arasaka one where you can join arasaka and it's just like it's a weird one but yeah hmm. i have a platinum I still really enjoy Cyberpunk. I really enjoyed my time uh, with it, and I'm happy to go back to the DLC when it comes out. But that's an old game. A new game I picked up is the uh, Entropy Center, which was a game that I saw randomly on the uh, on PlayStation, like PlayStation YouTube, mm-hmm. just uh, just uh, show a trailer for it. And I'm like, oh, this looks really cool. It's a game that sort of on first look looks like Portal, except if the gimmick was time travel and not portals. Yeah. So I'm like four or five chapters in, and it's just a series of time travel puzzles in which you use this gun that can manipulate uh, entropy so it can reverse time, and you manipulate the environment, and you manipulate structures to go through the area. Mm. When I say it's very Portal-like, it is, it apes Portal so fucking hard, uh, but to a double-A standard, like it doesn't feel like a triple-A game, and you can like, you can feel its budget when you're playing it. But otherwise, it's a fun and pretty quick game in terms of, like, getting through it. Like I said, I'm four chapters in. The first chapter took me, like, maybe 30 minutes because I was just new to the game. But, like, chapter two, three, and four, I beat in, like, less than 45 minutes just because cause it's a puzzle oh, wow. game. Yeah. It's a puzzle game. So if you get the puzzle, like, you get the game. Makes sense. Makes sense. Okay. Yeah. And then was this... I, I missed it if you said how much it cost... Or if this was on one of the subscriptions level, hey, it's on none of the subscription levels. It's, like I said, I'm not on any description level, so like, this, oh, this, okay. So like, yeah, uh, I I personally didn't mention it because I'm I'm of the personal mindset that ultimately, for the most part, price just alters any video game conversation. Yeah. When okay. it also when it also just boils down to is the game fun and am I enjoying it? And the yeah. answer to that is yes, I'm really enjoying it. I think the game is fun if you like puzzle games. Okay, but if you're but if you're asking for a price, I called it a double A budget game. So there, that gives you a, an understanding of what its price structure is. It's twenty five dollars. Yeah, it looks really interesting. I, I was actually thinking about putting this on my um my fantasy league, but I, I ended up not because I forgot about the time. So yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 
it is okay cool 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 it is my go all right so i'll make this pretty quick i am playing more call of duty modern warfare 2 i am enjoying that game even more um i just want to shout out to the it's a marksman rifle the spr 28 that no i'm sorry spr 208 it <laughs> i was playing a match and some guy was running with it and he just completely bodied me in a way of like he saw me shot me and i was on the ground with my face down and i'm like wait that's a thing that can happen in this game and i mm. you know of course he got kill cam so you see the kill cam and it's like i want that gun so i literally stalked this man in the match <laughs> Killed him, took his gun. I was like, oh, this shit is nice. <laughs> so I went back into my loadout, figured out like what the gun was. I just happened to have it unlocked. I'm I'm like under I'm like under level 20 in terms of the um leveling structure for that game. So I was just like, okay, cool. I started playing with it. And it's a one shot, one kill. You reload after every bullet. Like <sighs> I I love the game for just the different types of ways that you can play it. And like, of course, it's Call of Duty, so you can either camp, you can either run and gun. But mixing that with the different equipment, like I'm not even I don't have everything unlocked, so I can't even really delve into the loadouts, delve into like the different play styles as well. But like just for the stuff that I can come up with right now, it's just been like really, really crazy and entertaining. So I'm, I'm really enjoying that game. Um, actually, before I jump into Marvel Snap, I see Marcus, you've been playing Modern Warfare 2 as well. Yeah, I uh finally got it, and while I was waiting for you know all of the single player uh stuff to <laughs> download, download <laughs> uh, I decided to just play some of the multiplayer, and um, it's been such a it's been since maybe early 2021 since i've played i think any call of duty yeah. um so you know it's more call of duty frankly but mm -hmm. i've noticed that don't get me wrong i'm still cheeks uh but i'm less cheeks now at mm -hmm. it and i think it's mm -hmm. because of the fact that i've been playing more shooters lately like i've been putting time into playing like apex uh, relatively recently and then you yep. know obviously still playing overwatch and so even though those three games don't play the same like i found myself at times forgetting that i wasn't playing apex so i would try to do the slide thing and i'm realizing <laughs> oh actually that's not how that works but yeah. uh i did way better than i was expecting to i think i played kill confirmed like i just went into the quick play lobby yeah and so i ended up in kill confirmed i ended up in domination domination yeah 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 and domination uh and i think i played some other match too but yeah so out of the three like you know there's still that you run around a corner and just get popped with one shot and it's a wrap <laughs> and then you respawn and then do the same thing but i got some pretty nice kills off uh i ran on a kingslayer uh streak which was cool um well excuse me okay but uh yeah, I mean, but it didn't, you know, it lasted and I was I was riding high. And then next thing I know, <laughs> <laughs> the enemy team targets you like, oh, we got to kill after him. <laughs> exactly. But yeah. out of the three games that I played, one, two of them with my team. So that was cool. So, yeah, up, it's more Call of Duty. Uh, yeah. Looking forward to checking out the uh, campaign. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully uh, you're able to download that before the new year. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I I finished one game, then it said that uh the add-on was ready. So I was like, okay, cool. And then I tried to start it and then it said you need to download something else. And I'm like, if you don't get the fuck. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. That is hilarious. Okay. Um, so the Marvel Snap thing, right? I, I'm continuously playing this game. I just want to just let everyone know that I have evolved in my thinking of this game where I am now deck building. Like I am literally the Yu-Gi-Oh of this game right now. Like I have a deck that is specifically targeting one style of cards. I have a deck that targets another style of cards. Like 
I am. The thing is, I never played Hearthstone, so I don't like these feelings that I'm having are very new to me. Like I'm, I'm having my, um, my, what is it? TGC cherry popped the, the, the trading card game, whatever. Yeah. So like, I'm, I'm really going through it now and I'm, I'm having a great time. Like I would like sneak and play like a, a round or two while I'm trying to put London to sleep. I'll like be watching something like, you know, let me try to get a quick game in real quick. It's, it's great guys. This game is just great. in that Marvel snap pussy. <sighs> I tell you, man, I tell you, it's just all, all up in it. Anyways. Um, yeah, that's it. That's that's kind of all I wanted to say about Marvel Snap. Um, we have Overwatch Two on here. Do you, you want to say anything else before I jump to Sean, uh, Marcus? Uh, pretty much just like an Overwatch Two right now. I am rank climbing, and I found the way that works for me because when I first got ranked, it was like low bronze, mm-hmm. which confuse the hell out of me because at least it's a port mm. like i've never really been below gold in okay. overwatch one i think there was a confirmed bug of a lot of people there was but the bug was putting everyone in like the lowest bronze tier i was wow. in like bronze two and so i was confused by that but oh, so they so know like, you I, really des- they, they know where you really deserve to be Everybody right they're like a, a glitch put them in his place but um <laughs> Now I'm in high silver and I've figured out the best way, at least for me to do it, is I play three games. And if I lose two of them, I just stop playing and then I save it for another day. Yep. Yep. Because the more you start running. Yep. Like, I'm not trying to get to 20 losses. I'm trying to get to seven back to back wins. So yeah. it's way easier to climb it based off of this getting ranked via seven wins or 20 losses. So mm. I'm just kind of slowly chipping away at it. I'm at like five wins right now. So hopefully, you know, by next recording, I'll be at maybe a mid tier gold. So I'm trying to my goal at this point is I'm trying to get to platinum and up and see just so slowly making that climb. But we'll see what happens. Yeah. I feel like the 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 ranking climb is like the new thing because like I, I I deal with that in like Marvel Snap too where like I I'm climbing a ladder to, to get my ranking higher and people are just jerks I hate that I person. blame Twitch that might be it and it, it, it's the same thing for me in in, in GBO where I'm I'm A and I'm trying to get A plus and like I literally have the same thing it's- where. Like a rank system is very much a product of PC games and PC okay. leaderboards. And like okay. those games have insane retention because at a certain point, unless you're playing casually, there's not much to gain from a game yeah. just playing it casually. And ranked yeah. is okay, there's an actual challenge. If the if the rank system is good, there are good rewards. It's one of those reasons why for a long period of time when I played Apex, I didn't play pubs. I played only ranked because I wanted to get better. And right. like also when a game has strong uh, skill based matchmaking. There's no point in playing pubs to begin with because, like, you're going to get put in the same lobby that you would get in ranked. So you might as well play yeah. it in ranked and get some sort of reward oh, from it. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Like, I was literally a match away from A plus in GBO2. And that night, I had like four straight losses. And I just went to bed so mad. <laughs> like, so mad. Oh, man. But yeah, John, what you been playing? Um, I mean, I didn't really have to talk about it. As y'all said, everybody's done oh, playing. All right, well, whatever. It's like, huh? <laughs> um, just that it's spectacle and cliche and greatness all wrapped into one. What's the game? Uh, I played Yakuza Kiwami 2, which is the uh, remake of Yakuza 2. And uh, mm-hmm. at one point, this man was fighting two tigers. And towards the end, he was fighting like the main antagonist. But then he whooped his ass and then like somebody came back to double cross him and then that second person got double crossed and then he got shot up and then the person that he beat his ass the first time got back up to kill the third guy who came in there and then he got shot up. There was a bomb about to explode in like 10 minutes and these niggas was like, nah, we still got to wreck this out. We still got to fight. And the lady's like, come on, man, the bomb is about to explode. <laughs> no. And they pressed the button to lock her out so they could still scrap. And it's just gotta like run their ones. <laughs> what, the, what the fuck is this game? I love it. Like, 
I'm just I'm just excited to uh, play through them all so I can play uh, Yakuza Eight when or Like a Dragon Eight when it comes out. It's just yeah, pure madness and spectacle, and I am highly upset that I didn't catch these the first time around. Mm-hmm. So Sean what's and next? DJ? I was going to mm-hmm. say, if uh, you want a movie to watch that matches the same level of spectacle and lunacy of a Yakuza game, watch RRR if you haven't already. That, that is literally on my watch list. Like right now, we're we're All right. we're on something right now. We're, we're, we're trying to finish. We're trying to finish like Fate, the Wink Saga. Don't mm-hmm. ask why we got onto this thing. We're just there. Oh, fuck yourself, watching. Donald. <laughs> Whoa. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I I complain about Netflix. Uh, that, that came out a little out of pocket, but I feel passionate about the Winks, <laughs> the Winks saga. No, no, no. I love it. When I saw that show get announced and I saw the cast, I'm like, who a cast this and who decided to make this? Yeah, <laughs> like I I'm enjoying that show way more than I thought I would. So like that's just that's just a weird thing. But like literally, RRR is on my list. It's just that. It's, it's like just three a hours Hollywood long. film. That's how they all are, Marcus. No, 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 no. No, our no, R no, is special. No, no, like, no. yeah. All right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I there is a reason why it had a crossover success, unlike any of the other Bollywood movies over here. Yeah. I'm I'm very aware. Hold of that on, movie. hold like, on, bro. Yeah. This shit is three hours and se- yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. I look, but it's worth it. I, 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 from I what I heard, I saw it in theaters, and I didn't feel the length. Um, phrasing. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I said what I said, John. <laughs> yeah, all right. All right. All right. I hear you. I feel you. Damn, this felt like five inches. <laughs> um, all right. But now, next up is just Yakuza 3. And of course, uh, all of us will be playing God of War next. Mm-hmm. And. Mm-hmm. I may break out the PSVR to play Saints and Sinners at some point before I pack oh. it up for good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> before I get a day job. <laughs> right. All right. Well, uh, that has been the games we have been playing. And that has been it for the podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed making it. Don't forget to rate and review us on your favorite podcast service. Don't forget to like this video if you're watching on YouTube. Subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell. Don't forget that if you want to join in our conversations, you can by joining our Discord at pressxnumber2start.com slash Discord. Uh, yeah, and then with all of that, you know, you take care, you be safe, and you have a great day, a great night, great week, great weekend, uh, and play some games. Just do it. Yeah. Uno out.